All right. Welcome. Welcome. It's the Mina's House uh, podcast, episode 170. I mean to say what? Garnett Briscoe. Dex Stucky. Who the hell is at the beach? It huh? sounds like someone's at the shore. Y'all don't hear that? I don't hear anything. It I just went off. I was going to say, that might be my neighbors. I got the <laughs> neighbors and it sounds like they partying. <laughs> That means they, they probably going to be rocking to like 2 o'clock in the morning. Y'all don't hear that? It don't sound like y'all at the beach. Like y'all hear a little wave. It goes. I don't hear anything, but let me just close my window to be on the safe side, though. Yeah, it might be you, Dex. Oh, I was going to say, I, I thought you was hearing drums and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they over there getting it. <laughs> that would have really been the Dominicans. A yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I don't know where these waves are coming from, but... Uh, Hopefully it'll go away soon. Um, this is the 170th episode. We have little Mo joining the pod a little later. So excited about that. Uh, Mo got a new song out and we got to talk about it. There's a lot been going on in her life ever since I last sp- spoke to her. Uh, her song is called Broken Hearted. I hope she's not broken hearted, but she did just get out of like a bad marriage. So um, hopefully, you know, uh, Mo can enlighten us a little bit as to what her state of mind has been. But before then, uh, let's get into right what's in our feed. Y'all already know Quavo and Sweetie have been all over my feed ever since the drama popped off. She did an interview. Her ex was on the interview, Justin Combs. People were saying she's flirting. They're having inappropriate conversations. You know, why would she do this to Quavo? And then all of a sudden, Sweetie said, wait a minute, before y'all slander me, I am not in a relationship. I am single. Quavo was intimate with other women. I've been suffering on the low, and I'm not going to let y'all drag my character through the mud. I've been single. I could talk to and flirt with my ex-boyfriend if I want to. That's not what she said, but that's how I I interpreted um the, right like that's the, that's how i interpreted the, the tweet like mind your business i want to flirt with my ex that's my business i'm single but we literally saw all of this play out on social media what what do you guys think about this because i was fully in it i was entertained i had my popcorn ready i was team sweetie all day i was it, it seemed like old days when twitter was popping before right when twitter <laughs> first started everybody was breaking up on twitter a whole lot of stuff <laughs> Um, nah, I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was quite kind of funny, uh, just to actually see them go back and forth and, you know, no one really has a lot to do right now still. And, you know, we're paying attention to the internet. We seeing what's going on. I thought the interview was, um, I thought the interview was pretty cool. I mean, you are able to do whatever, but maybe you should have announced that before going to go do the interview, you know, knowing that something may come out to have your character looking crazy. That's on her. She 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 didn't tell anybody that she broke up with Quavo on the low. So yeah, people are gonna judge that at first. Uh, when Quavo told her, "You are not the woman I thought you were." <laughs> oh man, I checked out at that point. I thought that was just super hilarious. He sounded really disappointed in her. I don't know why when he was supposedly the one doing the cheating. But uh, yeah, I, I pretty much checked out at that point. I I understood where he was coming from with that. Not in a sense of like you were supposed to continue to suffer in silence, but like, why did you need to take this to the internet? Like if the two of us broke up and we went our separate ways because of whatever, I don't think this needs to be a public thing. Like you didn't need to throw this out to the public. And a lot of people interpreted it like- Hold on Dex now to counter that, right? I will say this. What if your relationship just started off that way? Like I said, you, you have a lot of people invested in it because you were promoting it publicly. 
Yeah, but like we all are going to promote our relationships publicly. Like if you're in a serious relationship, it's going to be a public thing at some point or another. We might be Facebook official. We might have a picture on Instagram. But like, would you really care? Honestly, if me and my fiance broke up and made Facebook status, it's like you wouldn't care about that. So it's I, would. Of- <laughs> I would. <laughs> I'd be like, let me go read all, all the memes she posted. Oh, Dex, yeah. this meme is about you. <laughs> I just for me, it's like it's a private thing. Like, yes, we were public, we were out there, whatever. But if we're not going to be together anymore, I don't see the need to make it a public spectacle. You know what, though? Um, I am a woman who I'm not as public as Sweetie, but I do remember uh, having an open relationship when I was doing mornings and he kind of became like a character on my show. And when I broke up with him, it, I was really it was really hard for me to even say it out loud, you know, and it, it wasn't even something that I wanted to talk about on the radio. And it's funny, the listeners would started noticing that I would never, never talk about him anymore. And they would be like, oh, where's we used to call him Papito? Where's Papito? Like, why you don't talk about Papito no more? And I, in my head, just had not dealt with the my feelings Towards the relationship, I had not come to terms with how my five year relationship is all of a sudden over and I just don't even know what happened. So I think that a lot of the times we don't understand that. I know that you're living your life out in the public, but at the same time, sometimes you have to deal with those emotions yourself before you're ready to open up to the world. Like, I don't want to be talking about relation, my relationship, be crying and a mess on the radio, you know, like that's not going to make me look good either. Even though that's what was happening. I was literally crying and I was a mess, Mm -hmm. you know, but this is my job. This is my profession. I have to, you know, brush those feelings off and, and, and do what I got to do. So, um, I would, I would, I understand why she didn't come out and be like, I'm single, you know, right away. Cause you have to deal with those emotions. But I think her doing that interview, really caused people to wonder what's going on. And she kind of was forced to really say, look, this is what's going on. But I do think <laughs> she was a little messy telling people that he cheated. Very. But if if my man cheats on me, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know. I kind of felt like that was her way of saying, like, y'all attacking me. You really should be worried about him. You only that means like she really two things. I got to two things real quick. One, that means like she only did it because she was getting heat. Like you didn't do it because you felt like you needed to put that out there. You did it because people were dragging you. Also, for the podcast listeners, I mean, you said you were in a open relationship. Like you mean open, like public, not public, open. Public. Like I was. Yeah, it. no, nah, I'm not. You know, I don't play that. Good catch, Dex. Good catch. <laughs> I just <laughs> meant like a public. Yeah. A public relationship. He was on my social media. I mean, I haven't had a guy on my social media since then. And um, it was just hard for me. But I do think that, okay, maybe Sweetie felt the need to explain to people, because think about it. She's a very public figure. People are going to ask you in interviews, why'd y'all break up? Might as well let you know. (laughs) You know, when Cardi B and Offset broke up, we knew what was up, you know, and Every single time. Thank you. We know the we knew the girl. We know her Instagram. So like in today's world, they live their lives so publicly. We who knows? Maybe she was trying to spare all the chicks that he was cheating with from coming out. No, y'all y'all not gonna have one up on me. I'm gonna tell them before <laughs> y'all come out and try to be like I was Quavo's mistress. You know how these hoes are. So I understand where she's coming from, but I do think on 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 Quavo's part, if you really, really, really don't like things playing out in in public, 
I feel like he added to the sauce. Like you should have just ignored it and let it go. You really don't like, you know, you really don't like having these public um, confrontations or whatever. I get it. But him responding really would, in my opinion, made it a spectacle. Yeah, because then his sister got involved and it's like, it's not going to be a bash my brother session. Now it's like a, a topic and it didn't have to go this far. Right. The topic before would have been sweetie single. Keep it moving. You know, now we know why she wasn't at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was over here trying to create problems between Sweetie and Cardi B. Plot twist. The problem wasn't between <laughs> Sweetie and Cardi B. The problem was between Sweetie and Quavo. <laughs> but um, but I do think that now that has changed the narrative of should we be seeing celebrities really duke it out in public like this? Like Cardi B and Offset did it. You know, now I think Quavo took another, you know, his took another turn. He went left. He was like, you ain't the woman I thought you was. Now you've embarrassed my character. Now we not really not getting back. Offset was on the apology tour. I have more respect for the way that Offset handled it because he was like apologizing on social media every day. Quavo took the other route and was like, oh, you ain't the woman I thought you was going to be. Bye, girl. Give me my Bentley back. He ain't take the Bentley back. But um, I just think it kind of it, he added sauce to it and it became a bigger issue because he did kind of go back and forth with her on social media. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, uh, as far as uh, Offset, I mean, they, they had a kid involved during that time as well. So maybe, you know, Quavo, you know, not having anything really attached to her. He just going to continue doing him. He Quavo. I he think. had a kid when he was sleeping with the strippers, too. So, like, I don't really I don't hey, think it correlates. Some people try to get together and make it work because of the child. He's trying to make it work with Cardi B. As but what happened before you had to try to make it work? You slept with the strippers. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let me tell you something. I was listening to a future song called Comfortable. And in the song, he literally says it's so hard to be faithful when you're popping. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but, I, you know, you have to have a certain amount of willpower, <laughs> you know, when you're that famous and you literally have like every, you know, nice looking girl coming at you. I'm not making an excuse. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is it might be difficult for some men to be that strong in the face of all this vagina that's being thrown your way all the time. A really simple solution, though. Don't be in a relationship. Like, I, like, that's just very simple. Like, I think it's very weak and young minded to say, like, there's too many women coming at me. I can't control myself. That's like it's a college for all of us, no matter what you look like. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. So uh, hopefully Sweetie dates a nice guy that won't cheat on her moving forward. So. <laughs> 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 it's funny on the on the Justin uh, LeBoy um, interview that she did. He he asked her if she would date a guy, a nice guy that doesn't make a whole lot of money. And well, it's about to change. She ain't talking about me. I'm, not gonna make a whole, I'm a shit ton of money. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> right, I just tried. My bad. I just kind of played you. <laughs> but whatever aspirations I had, you just say a regular guy. It's got to be a guy. He ain't got no money. <laughs> and she was like, she was like six figure. That's my type. So she basically said, I'm not dating no bro guys. So Garnet, you gonna have to level up a little Listen, bit. I'm I'm on my way. I already manifested. I'm I'm, I'm right here right okay. now. So sweetie, what's up? <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, you know we love teeth on this podcast. So uh, 21 Savage got new teeth, $75,000 worth. I guess people, you know, when people get new teeth, you know, the internet be acting up. I guess they were saying that 
it's not his teeth. <laughs> and he was like, $75,000, I'd be damned if I let y'all tell me these teeth ain't mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he looks good, right? I mean, I'm 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 always a fan of the, you know, getting your teeth fixed if something's wrong with them. I can't wait to have that moment when I'm making six figures. Shout out to Sweetie. All right. <laughs> My teeth will be fixed. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, I, I, I think that's awesome. I mean, I, what kind of teeth are they to be seventy five thousand dollars? I didn't think that they were that much. Like, what are these teeth made out of? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Dexter is the, the, the teeth uh, connoisseur here. I'm really into it, but I really would prefer to just go to the dentist and get some braces and get my real teeth like straightened up the way I, instead of the. I watched the video of them doing like the veneer type of things that they did in his mouth and they the way they shave your teeth down and like it's all fake and like it looks cool, but I don't know if I would be able to sleep at night knowing that like Lord knows what's in your mouth. Like that's just a, a lot. <laughs> You know what, though? I don't I couldn't tell how bad his teeth were because he had like the gold teeth over them. Uh -huh. So I think that's a lot of the problem, even with plies. I don't know how bad your teeth are. And I feel like in the industry, it's a trend for people to get veneers. I'm not going to say who, but I was talking to one certain rapper and he was like, yo, I've been thinking about getting my teeth done. Look, there's this guy in Miami who does veneers and he showed me his his Instagram. And I was like, yo, you got to you got to you got to notice that the people that he's putting veneers on, they got terrible teeth. Like yeah. they got missing teeth. They got rotten teeth. They never floss a day in their life. I was like, you don't have teeth like that. Like you're, you know, you got a couple cricket teeth, you know, maybe a couple of stains here and there. Like you can just put braces on and get a teeth whitening and call it a day. You don't have to go to the extreme of getting expensive veneers. It looks it too. They look fake and it's kind of like, but, but I will say though, and I'll give Cardi B and I don't give Cardi B a lot of credit, but I'll give Cardi B credit for this. She came up, she said, when I got my bag, I fixed my teeth. And I swear everybody in America started running to get their teeth fixed. And I applaud that because remember back in the day, rappers would have all all these gold chains and then their mouths are like what is happening it, like what is <laughs> this like I, I applaud it like i'm here for it like whatever you got to do to do it get it done yeah and just be again sometimes you just need to go to the dentist mm -hmm. you know for regular people out there like don't run to get the veneers like you can get one of them little invisalign things that they sell on instagram you I send them your little like, mold i know the, the, the one thing I, I would probably get braces before i did that but um thing about the invisalign is that you always kind of like gotta wear your retainer or your teeth will shift back so it's like well then what the hell is the point if they just aren't going to stay still so I, I think the veneers is more like future terms so it's like you know, our teeth is probably going to fall out at the end of the day, whether we 60, 65, 70, probably going to start losing teeth. This way, your teeth ain't never going to fall out. Because they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're nothing there. They're <laughs> not going to fall out. So you always going to have a, a mouthful of teeth. You don't have to replace them. So, you know. All right. Well, that's our, our teeth uh, lesson for the month. You know, we always be talking about people's teeth. Listen, I'm here for the come up. OK, let's take care of our teeth. Let's let's brush. Let's floss. You know, I got a I got a water flosser. I don't play no games. OK, dental health. Speaking of Cardi B, I know you're not a fan, Dex, but she made Billboard history and we have to applaud her. Let me get a clap. Well, let's let's see the clap. I don't see you clapping, Garnett. What song? Is Dex, it up? Dex, is it? Yeah, it is up. They nope. No. Nope. 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 Okay. <laughs> That's because we had Mir Fontaine and Mir Pesos and Wayne on. 
Yeah, sh- shout out to Cardi. It's well, so I will say this, though. In Cardi's, like I said, I don't take up for Cardi a lot, but, you know, Up has been out for a, a minute now. Like, that song has been out for a while, and I'm like, wow, it just hit number one. So, like, what was it? Was it the fact that she performed it at the Grammys and people were streaming it after that? Or was it the fact that I used it as an Instagram caption and then all of a sudden, like, she is number one? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you never fell us. Ever, Dex. <laughs> I'm sure it definitely was not you, Dex. <laughs> but if you think about it with the Grammy stuff, though, like people, there was so much controversy about that performance and people were like, this shouldn't have been on TV. This is terrible. So forth for so on. But the fact that the very next week that song hits number one on Billboard, I think that speaks volumes as to what people actually are interested in. Like you, you can block it. You can say you can censor it or whatever, but people wanted to hear it. Well, first of all, it's not a bad song. You know, I think we it, we it got a bad rap, especially for us, because we know that it copied someone else's song. So we already kind of feel some type of way about it. But when you separate the hook, which is what she copied, she's rapping on the song. You know, she's saying stuff that I identify with. Once upon a time when they said that I was ugly came from a, that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like the part where she said, if he had a twin, I would probably let him run a train. Like that was when you say I relate like the lyrics of that song are just like all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't relate to that, but there's parts of it that I do relate to, like face bomb, ass tight, rap. Looking Shaq height, like yo, she's spitting bars. But the thing about it is, are people really attracted to the song or are they attracted to the controversy? Because again, the song was out and it didn't spring up to number one, but it took her performing it at the Grammys, it took that controversy. People are Googling it, watching the video. Do you think that took it to the next level? I do. And, and, and I think people stayed, though, and like continue to stream it. It'll be interesting to see where, what happens next week. But I think people continue to stream it because like they started it because it's like the controversy. But then it's like, I don't hate this. I'm going to listen to it a little bit more. Like, let me see what else she got to offer. Still no album, but we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dex always got to throw some shade. Is, uh, the, the, I mean, the hook is just super catchy. I mean, with the, it's, it's everywhere. It's hard not to say up and stuck. It's really hard not to say that. So, I mean, I see how it works. Yeah, well, now she has five number ones on the Billboard charts. And um, that's the first that's the first any female rapper. She's the first female rapper to do that right on time. Lil Mo is checking in. I just admitted her. So we will wait for her to pop in and her audio to come up. But, yeah, I mean, say what you want, you know, um, Cardi B is breaking records mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, I said, I said this on air, you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. You know, a lot of the times when you are popping like that, people are going to come for you. Look at what happened with Nicki Minaj when she was at her peak and people was just at every level, just coming up with stuff they don't like about her. So I think it just kind of comes with the territory a little bit, you know, <laughs> and little Mo is checking in. She got her face beat. Yes. Mo. Hey. <laughs> I'm making sure this lighting is right. It looks Girl, good. Your lighting is perfect. Thank you. Girl, your face be looking beat. Do you do your own makeup? Yeah, I had to learn during the pandemic how to uh, touch touch up and be cute for, you know, for the socials because um, watching everybody else be snatched, I was like, I'm not going to 
come out without the glow, Liddy. At least a lash, hello? <laughs> right. <laughs> and look, they got so many YouTube videos now. It's like, you got to learn something, like, you know? Yep, I'll be watching them all. And then on the Reels page and stuff like that, it shows you, like, quick ways. I done went out and bought all the products. I even hit up my makeup artist. I was like, hey, what do, what do y'all use on my face? So I know what to use when I have to, you know, make it do what it do. Well, you did that. Lil Mo is joining the Mina's House podcast, episode 170. Hey, Mo. These are my co-hosts, Garnett and Dexter. I don't know if you know each other, but, you know, just making an introduction. Garnett, nice to meet you. (laughs) What's happening? Hey, how did y'all get that background behind y'all? I want to be Liddy. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a little green screen. Yeah. Ah, But I I don't know. Queen of everything is a little lit, too. Oh, I don't know how to do that. I got to learn. That's the new thing. Queen of everything behind you. Oh, your picture. Oh, oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. Me too. I was slow. I was like, wait. I was like, is that her name? That that sound like it go. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mo, um, I feel like Mo really follows me throughout my career. Like every level, every station, every platform. Yep. Mo is there and I just kind of feel like I've been following her career. So Mo, you're in a really new space right now. You know, Very you much. last project you dropped, I believe was 2014, right? Like the mm-hmm. full project. And then yeah. you were like, I'm quitting music. I will be a lawyer, you yeah. know, and then you were on reality TV. And now mm-hmm. you dropped a song called Broken Heart, which I'm hoping yeah. you don't have a broken heart. And that was just a song from the past. But tell well, us where you are in life right now. I'm at a I'm at a great um place in life. Like you've seen a lot in my life, Mina, from morning shows to me, my me having to come do an interview and I had my son there. I was like, look, we're gonna have to make it do what it do. You was like, yo, you're a real hands-on mom. So you've seen a lot of my life. Um, broken heart isn't necessarily saying I'm heartbroken, but for clarity, it's almost like if you break a glass and you love that glass or that vase. You're going to do everything you can to put it back together. And sometimes the, the most unique and beautiful art is you be like, oh, I ain't even know I could do this. As soon as you throw flowers in it and you turn it the other way, you won't know that it's broken on the other side. Mm-hmm. So with me, it's just like so much of my life has played out in front of the world. And so many of the things that I've done and a lot of the ways, seven, sit, the way that I've reacted <laughs> To certain hey, things. Hey, seven. Was, like she really, she knows she's supposed to be laying down, but that's the queen of everything. <laughs> but so much of my life has played out in front of the world. And it was like, I think I owe it to myself and to everyone to let them know that I was going through a lot when I would lash out or end up in everybody's comment section, always being some mess. And I was like, that wasn't me. So I'm taking full accountability to say that I had a broken heart. And hurt people hurt people. Mm. But there's some accountability you have to take and you have to be woman or man enough to say, yo, I did that, but that's not me anymore. So me coming out of that broken heart phase, you know, it it, it, it was it was rough. It was tough. It was it was for a lot of years. And that's that's where I was like, I don't know what I wanted to do. So I got into reality TV because I was like, I know that's a form of entertainment. And I was just like, you know, dipping and dabbing with different projects and stuff. But I was like, that still wasn't me. So I figured out what I needed to love the most. And it wasn't the music. It wasn't anything else outside of I had to learn to love myself. Mm -hmm. So I realized I was broken. And 
it was a lot that came along with that. So it's just accountability record and everything that I went through, even though I felt it was bad, there's always someone that would trade places with you any day. Yeah. I'm thinking because I lost a lot, I would say emotionally, physically, um, spiritually, I was drained. I was broken, but you know, it doesn't matter where you are on the totem pole or the status that you have on the board. When life comes at you, it comes at you fast. So me not, staying married, like divorced three times. That took a toll on me. It's just like, yo, like that stuff you really, I'm a person, I get over stuff quick. I blame it on my, I say my scorpionic persuasion because I'm a Scorpio. I'll be like, oh, well, but I was like, that's not right to just walk around and just be like, I'm over that because there are still things that be attached to it. So I learned to detach and, and fix me. Mm. Was it like um, a therapy situation or was it just like, a like, how did you manage to get through that? Collectively, it was therapy and just me just there comes a point in everyone's life where you get at a crossroads and you're just like tired of getting the same results. But new keys don't unlock old doors and old keys don't unlock new doors. And I realized like the things, uh, people and places that I was starting to be around, I was like, this isn't conducive to what my career and all I've worked for. Like I should be leveled up by now. I'll, I'll take it back a little bit. And I know Mina could attest like with me when I went to Philly. I was like, Philly is a beautiful place, but I was around some of the dirtiest and lowest parts, you know, just roaming around, running around, thinking I was lit. I was really in the trenches. I was one of those that was in the trenches. So I would be doing shows or going on tour with everybody and people were like, oh, yo, y'all was just with, but I would, my reality was like, why, why are you doing this to yourself? Like I had to realize who I was and I would say therapy helped out a lot and just like really soul searching, something I've never done. I've gone to church. I've even converted to Islam. It was like I was searching for something. Mm -hmm. I thought I was chasing a bag, but I was running from my reality. And at the end of the day, the money was coming in and everything just seemed like it was up. But when these lights go off and the cameras go off and these lashes come off and these braids go back into the scrunchie and that scarf go on, I was just like, I didn't like I didn't like where I was. Wow. Okay. Mo, myself. me knowing you, I know that you're a really loyal person. Almost Too sometimes loyal. to a fault. I was going to say almost to a fault where like you see stuff going down and you know, this is not what you signed up for, but you're yes. there because the corner, the foundation of you is loyalty. So, yeah. I mean, how do you how do you undo that? You know, because we live in a world where it's like, well, loyalty, you got to be loyal. People ain't loyal. But then on the other spectrum, you're almost too loyal where you will allow people to do stuff to you and mm -hmm. and you're loyal to them. So you forgive them. But some things yeah. don't need to be forgiven. How do you you're change right. that? One thing I did learn that there's a there's a thin line between loyalty and stupidity. Mm. And I take account for that. Because you'll be so loyal, but you'll be so stupid that you don't want to be embarrassed. But it's like the damage is already done. So in this industry, what do we do? We we put out PR statements or we try to cover it up. But people know what the real is. And then when my actions started reflecting like, oh, no, sis, like you good. And be like, I would say, yeah, I'm good, but I really wouldn't be good. Like I was handling it and I was holding it in. But everybody has a breaking point. So once you break, reach that breaking point and someone has breached your loyalty, that's when you be like, all right, I'm going to cut it off. 
I'll say that forgiveness, what I've learned is not for the other person. It's for yourself. Because yeah. it's like, oh, okay, I, I knew it was coming. That that That's my bad. So I've taken my L's. But I was just like, it comes to a point where it's just like, when you're taking more L's than wins, like, nah, it, it, it's, it, it gets to a point where it's just like, what it fool me once, jokes on you. Fool me twice, then it's me. Yeah. And it's it, it comes a point where you just have to say enough is enough because I can't keep on singing these empowering songs and loving songs, but not living it. Mm. I don't think that because I write my own music and even with the new stuff, like I have writers with me. I just feel that I've never been a person that I should sing anything that I either wasn't living, haven't lived or personally been through. Now, there have been songs that I have sang that have been about other people. Mm. But for the most part, I'm a great you know, vocalists and I storytell and I live, you know, through those songs. But I noticed I was singing forever at a lot of weddings, but I, I couldn't stay married to save my life. I was singing Superwoman, but I'm. it just looked like every time you turn around, the blogs is just like, yo, look what happened. And and, and it just was like, it became a, a falsehood. Yeah. And that's not even cool. That's not how I was raised. That's not how, how I'm raising my children. And I don't want my sins or my shortcomings to honestly affect them. So that's why I was like, when certain things started happening, I, I just had to take a step back and, and realize, no, this needs to be fixed. A lot of people, they're cool with staying in their mess. There are some people who get comfortable with smelling their own shit. I've right. never been one of those people. Mm. Uh, uh, I really just want to uh, commend you on being uh, just like an incredibly strong person, a really Thank strong you. woman, uh, just hearing your background and your story, whether it was uh, domestic violence abuse, you know, you going through yeah. it with your husband and stuff like that. I just saw uh, the... Uh, <laughs> Get it right, baby. <laughs> um, also, you know, just going through stuff with molestation and to see where you are you know at right now in your career and you know I, I, I listened to the new song that was very vulnerable and I can see Thank right you. now in this point in your life it looks like you're you know overcoming a lot of your flaws and to be able to sit through interviews and really give us the truth in a real you, yeah I really just want to applaud you for that because a lot of people can't do that like you said a lot of people just want to sit in their own stuff but you can yeah. keep going, still dropping hot music. I don't care what nobody say. Hurt people Thank make you. the best music. You know what's crazy is is that be the truth? Because singing through singing through your pain isn't easy. But even doing interviews, not high, ain't easy either. Like a lot of times, like for real, that's real talk. Because there was times when I would wake up in the morning, I'd be like, oh, I got to pop a pill to start my day. So. Like, there's a lot of things that I've changed. And I was just like, yo, I'm really growing. I'm still healing because I'm not there yet. Like, I still be wanting to, you know what I mean, pop off a little bit. I still have triggers. But I realized now I know how to confront my issues to lessen and lower my anxiety because anxiety leads to depression. So I, I would start getting sad or really mad or hurt about myself for something somebody else did. I'm like, oh, no, all of that <laughs> has to change. Yeah. And honestly, Dr. Ish, when I was on marriage boot camp, he was the, the the one that told me, he was like, and this was off the record and to the side. He was like, once you realize who you really are, that's when you're going to change the world. And I was like, well, what you mean? Because ain't nothing wrong. He's like, oh, no, we see, we hear everything. We like, we are experts in this. So you could think you're hiding. You could think you're wearing a mask and, and protecting yourself from something. But at the end of the day. We know what's going on underneath it all. Outside, nobody knew because people like, sis, I ain't even know. 
I was like, oh, one thing I could do is, is hide it. Like no one knew. I mean, I said it in my book and I've said it in the past, but it's almost like because I was so aggressive or always in stuff, it, it, it seemed like people thought I was crying wolf, but I was crying out. Mm. Let me uh, ask you, you mentioned that you, you know, the anxiety part. Mm -hmm. I wonder, um, you know, music has really changed since your last project. Yeah. I mean, 2014, it's 2021. 21. Yeah. That's yeah. Whole, almost decade. <laughs> right. Like, so, to the industry is a decade to, you know, feel me. Yeah. So is there any anxiety headed back into the studio? Like, are you self-conscious a little bit about it? Not at all, because one thing I realized then and what I realize now, I've always been ahead of my time. I've always had my own lane and I've never had to compete. I think my sound has always been unique. So that's why when Superwoman to this day comes on, young kids feel like it, it still resonates because it's timeless. I think that I've never, I've, with me having children that are part of Generation Z, I have an 18 year old, a 16 year old, a 12 year old, an eight year old, and a five year old. I can gauge what they want to hear, what they, and what, what is it like mine? Nobody hears. Yes. I'm not trying to cater <laughs> or, you know, try to compete with this generation. What I'm trying to do is not only bridge the gap, but a lot of the artists that I see that people give them a hard way to go first, they love you, then they hate you. And it's just like, why are y'all doing that to them? We don't know what they're going through. We don't know what they deal with at home. Y'all think they just have a silver spoon in their mouth or got all this money. But there's a lot of artists that are hurting. There's a lot of entertainers that go home and just be like, I didn't ask for this. So with me coming back to the music, it's almost like me being the big sister. They call some people be like, hey, auntie. And I don't mind that. Because I know some aunties that are 12 years old. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that I have that. It's something nurturing about me with me being a mom that I know that everybody wants you to see them and wants you to, you know, show them the way. A lot of this generation, they, they think they have it all. You know, I, I got this, but I'm just like what I've learned. And this is me talking to like a lot of people that that make the tables turn. They was like a TikTok, which is, they say, that's how you go number one now. And I'm just like, well, I don't know how to tick or top. <laughs> so my kids be teaching me, but they was like the lifespan of a TikTok movement or challenge lasts 120 days, which is four months. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people that'll have one song that'll get billions of streams, but it may be that one song and they feel that's it or stuff will come out. And you be like, I don't even like this person no more. And I'm like, don't do that because maybe this is their way of healing or therapy through music. I see a lot of things that they say, oh, we didn't do that in our day. I'm like, yes, we did. We just didn't have social media. We was twerking. <laughs> we was cutting up. Right. We was doing drugs. We was lit. We was passed out. We was getting cussed out by the label saying, you came to the, to the thing mad late. You being weird. It was just even though it's a different time, time basically is still the same. Yeah. These kids are just more, I would say, vocal about what they like and what they don't like. So I'm just like, I'm going to listen, but I know I know how to move in a room full of vultures and and with the youngies. Mm -hmm. We're not going to act like you're not a legend out in these. <laughs> hey, you got that's the only L's we taking now is legendary ones. Period. Wait, hit it with the woo woo. Hit it with the woo woo woo. -woo. <laughs> you know the vibes. Wait, wait, Mo. 
<laughs> Mo, hit him with the every day. Oh, every day, all day. Yeah. It's, it's really funny. Hi, boy. Yes. They know who it is. <laughs> the kids love me because they know I'm with all of it. I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, can, can you tell me, like, I guess, like, just some of your, like, special performances? I know, you know, nobody had, like, real performances right now. Just some of your special performances off of some of these classic songs that you got, you know, some by yourself or some with Fabulous. So can you just, some of your, uh, I guess, just uh, favorite performances? Shoot, all of them. Because one thing about me is, like, anytime that I perform, I'm like, I always give it my all. No matter yeah. if it's, I've been places where they were like, well, we're going to still have the show. They, they, with a fire marshal that shut it down, there's been so many people. Then there have been shows where there'd be <laughs> two people there. But what you want to know what's crazy? One thing about me is because of my, as much as pe- people don't even know, I'm shy for real. So them shows with two people, I'll rock. I'll be like, shit, I might as well come on stage with me. Let's let's just have a like, <laughs> you, can, you can be fab and I'll be love. You can be jive. You know what I'm saying? I rocks out. There's a lot of people who can't rock, you know, or, or work the room. Yeah. One thing about me is that's what I learned. So anytime I perform with Fab, it's always up. But I've, I I know that once outside opens, because artists are waiting. I see, you know, is right now the only thing that's open is I heard was Atlanta, Miami, Houston a little bit, and, you know, just like the Southern states. But once mm-hmm. it opened back up, I know that all the artists are hitting the ground running. We just waiting for them to say, it's a go because we started as two weeks, turned to two months, two months, six months, six months. Wow. Now we a year in. in a so year. <laughs> that anxiety sets in. And I would say that what causes the pressure. It's just like what that first show when I come back. Matter of fact, I got shows already lined up, so they shouldn't be pushed back because they saying everything about to open back up a little bit. Mm. But that anxiety, when I hit the stage, it's almost letting an animal out the cage. I'm going up. <laughs> so some of my fa- most favorite performance, like I remember I performed on Soul Train and I was so hyped. I was like, mama, I made it, you know? <laughs> and when we used to do MTB um, Spring Bling, no, yes! Spring Bling and MTB Bling. Spring Break, yep. those was always lit. Just everywhere I've been, I'm like grateful for those opportunities. When I, matter of fact, when we used to do 106 Apart, we was there so much that they pulled us to the side. We had to have a meeting. They was like, oh, we're going to have to retire the song. Y'all going to have to perform <laughs> because people were thinking that there's no way that they can still keep on being number one. And we showed them we were really number one. It wasn't nobody, no payola, no behind the scenes. Da, da, da. People was really calling. So I missed those days. <laughs> no, it was no like bundle. Number was- no bundle deals. <laughs> no bundle deals. When you buy a million TikToks and you get YouTube and everything else for free. You know what I'm saying? It, it used to really be like people was really, them phone lines, soon as it was like, oh, call and request. I work radio and I saw the phone lines light up. I saw it with my own eyes and be like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah. You know, my vision and my thoughts took me so far. I've been in this game. My first album will be celebrating 21, 20 years. Year, I was going to say that. I was going to bring that up. Congratulations. So, yeah. So I'm like literally an adult in the game. Yeah, for sure. I, I'll get back to music because there's a lot of comments I, I have about like music wise, but okay. I, I saw you before the world shut down in a play. You were in the vagina monologues and I, yes. really, I thought you killed it. You were amazing in that. I really Thank think you saw the show. Now, Thank with that being said, would, do you think you'll do more acting in, in the future, either stage plays or movies or TV shows? Yes, for sure. Um, I had fun doing the um, vagina monologues. Honestly, it was empowering. And I'm glad I didn't go first because I got to get a feel for everything. But it was like 
at first I was nervous. I'm not going to even lie because I don't mind public speaking or reading, but it's just always, I, I can hear everything. So mm -hmm. it'll be something that'll distract me when I'm not singing. And I was like, what if I hear somebody crunching or somebody sneezing? Or if I can hear somebody's thoughts, like who does this bitch need to just sing Superwoman and sit down? You know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> that's how in tune I am with the room. But the way that the woman came together and each story was literally about us, the way the room felt, mm -hmm. I was like, wow, like I could see myself doing that more. Yeah. Um, I did set it off mm -hmm. before the world shut down. And the way I got into my Frankie mode, there was times I was forgetting that that's the only thing is I haven't learned how to turn off my own. Um, my mode yet because i'll be in frankie mode and literally be like yo who was you and i'll be like oh shoot that like oh no no just leave that on the stage <laughs> like i really would get in my bag but acting is definitely in the near future like we're literally just waiting for the outside to open up for real even though there are certain things that are in production the things that i want to be a part of just waiting for the right time and right. for the right call because one thing i've made myself a promise of and my team um, we was like, we're not going to just do anything because it's quality over quantity. I was going to ask, does that mean reality TV? Because I know sometimes if you want to be an actor, an actress, they mm -hmm. kind of tell you don't do reality. Or, or, are you planning on going back to that or is that off the table at this point? It's still like reality TV isn't bad. It's it just depends on you have to know the business of it and you know, you have to know how to get in and get out mm -hmm. because a lot of people get addicted, get addicted to it and, and they love the attention they get, whether it's negative or positive, as long as somebody's paying them attention. One thing about me is I turned down three reality shows during the pandemic, three of them, major shows. Wow. I was just like, no, like all money ain't good money. And I'm not saying they were bad shows, but it wasn't like where I'm going. I was bigger than that. And now I'm looking back and now I see what them shows. I was like, Ooh, who me and my manager, we were talking about, we was like, he's like, see, I told you, you can't take everything. I know that, you know, touring shut down and people will offer you, you know, a, a nice amount of money, but it's just like certain things you just have to turn down because your integrity is worth more than that money that you're going to spend and then be looking crazy. So the way we want to structure it now is like anything I do, it has to be, we say it has to be about the glow and the go. So if it's an, not a, not, when people say empowering shows or anything empowering, I don't want them to think that I'm automatically turning into this Yala. deep, deep <laughs> chakra. Yeah. No, I'm still with all of the dumb shit, but <laughs> I don't want them. I realize that, you know, people like editing got me looking crazy. Like, no, they just didn't put it in the week that you thought they was because everything you say and what you do will be used against you. So now I know how to carry it. Like, I really wish R&B Divas would come back. Like, I think we was on to something. I just think that everything was happening so fast and it was a lot going on that they didn't continue because I think a lot of drama started surpassing and, and beating out the talent. Yeah. But like that whole process, that was probably a, a, a good look and a good feel to be on. But it was like so much stuff that it was stuff that I'm like, what girl? Like, oh, my God, I didn't know. But, you know, you really get to see the inside of the the artist life with these other shows. They're already established. So they want to say, 
well, today you go feel this. Be like, nah, I ain't feeling that. But they want your natural reaction. And I, I'm not with all that that weird shit no more. Yeah. Mo, let, let me ask you this. So in the pandemic, I feel like we've all really been thinking about our lives and like, I don't know why, but like what we did right, what we did wrong, you know, how we can improve. I, I feel like yeah. it's been that kind of year. Have you during this time, like really looked back at some of your old like problems or situations or beefs or anything that could have like a negative energy and decided to reach out to certain people and kind of like patch things up? No, I just <laughs> left it alone. <laughs> like, because one thing about me is I leave well enough alone. You know, there's a lot of people that I was in beef with and I'm going to tell you, I never met them a day in my life. And that's the sad part. It's just like I got to the point. It's like, wait, how is you going back and forth with somebody? You know, that's not your type time because I was like one of those people. And that's that. I apologize to myself because I was like, you know, like, you know, better than that. You, you know, this world is unforgiving and you have to give give consideration to the fact that, you know, all your days, you're not going to be up and on. So don't do that. So I've apologized to myself. I don't feel the need to reach out to anybody because I don't know them in real life. And then I don't want nobody. One thing about me is I don't want nobody to make it look like, oh, she trying to uh, camp her way. Like, no, at the end of the day, I'm content to where I am. I made peace with my past and myself. That was the biggest war. So anybody I was beefing with, it really don't count because it didn't stop my bag. It didn't stop they bag. It didn't stop my kids from loving me. So anything that came in between, I, I apologize to my kids. Yeah. That was honestly... The only thing that I needed to apologize for, yeah. because with this industry, we're all entitled to our opinion. And what I did radio, I realized there were a lot of things that I had to report because that was my job and people would get upset with me. And I literally had to tell some people, please stop doing dumb shit. We don't have to talk about you, but we're not playing your music at the station. So this is keeping some type of momentum going. But I realized, stop trying to save people, save yourself. Don't say sorry to people. They did it. You didn't. You tried to give them the keys to the city and they they overlooked it. So period. Only people that I honestly apologize was to my children. You know what? That I was going to ask you that because I feel like a lot of your life has played out very publicly. And now you got five kids plus, you know, because yeah. you got other kids that you're responsible for that you've been a, a mother and a stepmother yeah. to um like how do you talk to them because they're seeing all of this play out and they, they may mm. you know you have an 18 year old the eight year old you know they're yeah. all this different spectrums how do you have a conversation with them regarding what's going on in your public life one thing i i love about my kids is they don't get involved with the little most side. Like I was so hyped. My daughter texted me after she listened to my song and her friends was asking for it. My 18 year old texted her my, Oh, your song is cute. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, like song. I was like, or anytime I see her like any of my posts, I'll be so hyped for real. That's the only favor that, and, and, and congrats. I'll be looking for Cause it'd be your own kids. Cause they know you're real life. They saw what I've been through. My kids are at a happy place. Because they was like, not saying that I was out here in the streets and neglected them, but to just have me with them where God had to literally sit me down for a year. I've been running since I've literally on the road since I was 15. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just just add it all up. Got in the industry when I was 19. So it's just like I never had a time to slow down with with everything that come they know what comes with it because they've been on tour. They've seen it. They read the blogs. But my daughters have never because that's really the ones that I really 
and real, I would say, oh my God, I hope they're never molested, which thank God they haven't been. Like, cause I would really lose all my marbles at that point. I would never allow them to deal with, go through, or even accept the things that I've allowed. Mm -hmm. They have a whole different mindset. And honestly, the safest place for them to be is outside of the industry. Yeah, they, they, they're they certain artists that they've always wanted to meet and they've got to meet so they get that access, but that's about it. I don't want you friends with none of these people cause Sylvia Rohn told me years ago and I'll never forget this. And I think about it literally every day. She used to, she told me one time because an interview that came out and whatever I said, it was the way they wrote it up. It was, it was just weird. I shouldn't have said it, but she said, why are you conversing with the enemy? These motherfuckers ain't your friend. And I realized that now, mm -hmm. then I wish I would have taken it into account and, and, and paid attention that she was trying to protect me from honestly, everything that I went through. Yeah. So I would be hanging out, chilling, cavorting, do, doing all types of things. And I'm just like, a lot of these people aren't really your friends. They're just there for a good time. And next mm -hmm. thing you know, they'll be spilling all your tea. And, and you just like, you want to know how the enemy is finding out all your secrets? Look at your circle. And I realized that yep. half the stuff was coming from the inside. So I cut all that off. My kids aren't, they're on uh, Instagram and all that, but they really, they really don't, I would say they didn't care what the blogs were saying because they know that came with it. But the fact that I made it out, like they hype about that. Yeah. But Justin, his his ass had asked me that time on Love and Hip Hop talking about something. Mom, why is dad cheated on me? I, you And I was like, wait, why are you Googling that? So obviously somebody got in his ear to look it up because he'll just look up my songs or he types his name in the search bar because he was like, see, mom, people know me. I was like, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> like he really thinks that he's somebody. So that's why I definitely had to change the narrative because I don't want them to be teased, talked about, taunted, for be like, yo, I heard your mother was popping pills. Da, da, da. Cause then we, cause then we rumbling. Yeah. It's still a side of me. It's like, you not about to play with my kids. You can talk about me and, and you got to get what you got coming to you. But soon as you mess, soon as you mess with them kids it's up and it's stuck. Period. <laughs> <laughs> period. Yes. That's why my kids don't be telling me nothing. Cause I'm like, ma, cause all you're going to want to do is fight everybody. <laughs> and then you're going to say they're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that mom. Be like, oh, he did what? To who? Oh, okay. <laughs> His life ends today. <laughs> I'll be ready to go up. They'd be like, Ma, it's not even that serious. I'll be like, it is. But then I've calmed down so much, but I'm still on go for these babies. The, the last thing I have to tell you, like I, I couldn't let this interview happen without telling you is that anytime I play Put It On Me, and I'm a huge Ja Rule fan, so I play it often. Anytime I play it, if it doesn't have your ad libs on it, I'm not listening to it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Let me let me tell you the backstory to that because a lot of people is like I always see Twitter they were like I didn't even know that a put it on me without Mo existed mm -hmm. like that like it should like be thrown into I'm the atmosphere it. and mm -hmm. it should go away. The crazy thing is the that album and that song was done before I got on it. I actually only did I Cry for the album. We came back after um the album was out and did put it on me. So that's like how Superwoman has yeah. Superwoman part one and Superwoman part two is the one with Fab. Mm -hmm. That's almost like put it on me part two. So that was the one that was in Fast and Furious and all the soundtracks and all the shows and stuff like that. But I'm like, he has a whole album without me on that version. And they wind up, I believe, striping it on, you know, once they 
uh, yeah, read with the deluxe album, whatever they call them things. But people really be like, I'll be ready to sing your part. And it's not on there. I'm like, well, continue me. And sing it to them. It just don't feel the same. And I was like, okay. Also, the other thing that I, I think is really important to note with you, like, I think a lot of people talk about these dynamic duos in the industry. They do like Ashanti and Ja Rule. They do uh, Beyonce, Jay-Z. I think you and you and Fabulous are this, you guys belong in that same conversation every single time. Thank I think you. you guys have amazing chemistry together. And if you, you guys could ever do a song together again, I think you should. Well, I'm just waiting for him to send the vocals because I surely right. sent them something. Hello. <laughs> like, I do, I do agree. It's just certain people's chemistry, it just blends so well because I know that a lot of people have done hit records with, with everyone else, but it's just something about that vibe and I would say that brotherhood and that sisterhood that we have. Like, we're both Scorpios. His birthday is November 19th. Mine's is November 19th. So when I found that out at the studio that day when we recorded Super, I was like, oh, my God, we're out of here. Like, I just <laughs> knew that day that we were going to be out of here. I love the direction and the maturity and the growth that he's taking on himself. And I, I see the comment sections where people won't let you get over your past. But that's the part of forgiveness that I think everybody should have a piece of empathy. Uh, I, I'm hoping that he does some more music as well, because to me, I think he's probably the greatest rap to, to me. The, his wordplay is so lit and so crazy and so up. I believe he was ahead of his time. And that's the reason why he translates well with the drip and the lyrics to this generation, because he's always kept the youthful look and that glow, and he's always stayed above. So even when things came to take him down, he still pushed through. Like a lot of people don't know where artists, there's always going to be that thing that happens in the industry. Nobody can go. You can't get around that. Something is going to happen. But it's what you do after and how you level up. That's what keeps you going. Like, because there were times like, for real, Fab is my real bro. There were nights he would be like, yo, as soon as I leave this walkthrough, I'm going to call you back. It's going to be like four in the morning, but he saved me from doing dumb things when I was going through. And a lot of people never knew that. So our chemistry is different because that's really like my brother. Like I really went with him to bring what to bring the super one when it was on VHS to for his mom to see it. And yeah. I was just like, we're about to be famous. Like <laughs> our history is undeniable. Like, I've never had that type of chemistry with anybody. And that's why I'm just like, that's my brother for life. Let me ask you this. When you have these personal relationships with people that literally pulled you out of the dark or pulled you, you know, they, they kind of were really supportive of you during a time where you needed it. Right. And then you go and you see them going through personal th things in their life, like what Fab has gone through with Emily. How do you yeah. even approach that? Like, um, because sometimes it's hard to, you know, in the industry to really keep those relationships where you see certain things coming out, you know, mm -hmm. in the public. Aww. It, I would say that from a personal standpoint, I just know that it's just like, oh, man, like, why does this have to be in the media? And, you know, why does this have to happen to them? Because I have a very good relationship with Emily, too. So it's just like I'll be wishing that, oh, man, I wish I could have been there. Or, nobody knows what actually really happened. All we do is, 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 is see what is uploaded and people run with that. So it's just like when I see anybody going through anything, I'm just like, dang, I know them personally. I wish, you know, there's a lot of artists 
who are afraid to reach out on that level because they'd be like, I wonder who will really be there for me. Mm-hmm. I was one of those people at first, but then it got to a point. It's just like, yo, if we family, like we, we say we are, I'm a call. So between Fab, Cat Williams, who I spoke to the other day. Shout out to Cat Williams. Um, yeah. Like literally saved my life. And my manager, Wu. Had, had it not been for them, I, 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 matter of fact, and there's a girl in Philly, she owns, uh, um, she, they used to do my waist beads. It's called a Millie Things. I remember going to her one day. I was driving around Philly. And I was like, hey, are you at, I was like, are you at your um, store? She was like, yeah, but I'm, I'm closed up. You good? I was like, no. Her and Liberty, like I went there and I said, I need y'all to, I need y'all to pray for me. I said, because I'm about to kill this bitch. And she was just like, oh my God, please. I was like, nah, I got my, my, my walk on me and it's about to be up. I said, cause one thing I don't play about is just don't play with me. If, if, if you're doing this over there, just don't play with me. Because I I have it all together then. Like, and they were putting my waist beads on and she just was praying and praying. And I could literally feel, she was like, it is not worth it. I said, no, it's worth it. It's worth it. I said, because this is the last straw. And she was like, please, like, please. She was just like, think about your kids. Think about yourself. She was like, please, I love you. And when she said that I could feel a weight lifted on me, and I was like, you know, I don't even want to kill nobody no more. I'm going to just let it go. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I do want to so, say before we get out of here. Um, wait, wait, wait. Let her, fin- wait, wait, let her finish. Oh, no, I want to no, no, hear that, the rest of the story. No, it was just like, it was like, that was the point where I realized I was about to make a stupid mis- decision that would have cost me my freedom, my future, and my family. But making that call, not being afraid to, to be like, yo, if you don't stop me or if you wasn't there, I, I probably, and, and, and you know, Pennsylvania don't play like yeah. no. What does they call that? Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Trust me. I, I know the vibes mm-hmm. and I'm so glad that she was there. And even when I was going through an abusive situation at another time, I ran to my manager's house and I was like, you got to help me. And after that, it's just been up. like, you have to let that go because if you don't, it'll keep on doing stuff to pull you out your character. And I made a promise to myself, I've been in this game for 21 years professionally. These next 21 or however much more, you know, God gonna give me, I'm not gonna make those same mistakes. Not gonna say I'm gonna be perfect, but I'm not making those mistakes. I'm not doing no more stupid stuff that'll cost me because cancel culture and and the non-forgiveness clause that must be in the industry now, no, it's not worth it. Mm. Period. All right, G, my bad. Go ahead, G. Nah, <laughs> Real quick, let me sip my drink. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, nah, uh, just also, I'm a Scorpio too. My birthday November 5th. So I just wanted to let, oh, that, let that be known. We different. Right out there. We just different. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all crazy is what it is, Mo. <laughs> no, passionate. <laughs> We're passionate. Right. Listen, so I'm a Taurus. So I'm like this with Scorpio. What's your birthday? I'm, no. twen- I'm 28. So I, I'm not crazy, Taurus. I'm April 28th, Taurus. I'm April Taurus. My birthday is April 27th, and he's a Taurus. Now, we're, we're like this. Because, yeah, yes, that's the only person I listen to, only because, like, for right now, because I know that my best interests are taken serious by him for the simple fact that he was just like, I, I saw everything that you was going through and what you was dealing with. He was just like, no, 
I, I wanted you to see it for yourself. Like when I purged my um social media and started from scratch, he was like, go look back at your pictures and tell me was that Liddy and look at your captions. And I was looking, I was just, he said, you, you, who nobody told you, you sounded crazy. So you was just paying <laughs> people to be around you, to be your friends. Like he grinded me up. One thing about him is Taurus. My dad's a Taurus. That's my best friend. So it's just like Taurus Scorpio. We bump heads and we go at it. But at the end of the day, it's just like, I'm never going to say, oh, you right. I'm be like, you know what? You was right that time when I had, when I was right. It's it's like, it's not always be, we both was right. <laughs> well, in, in this case, since we're doing this, what about Aquarius? Like what, like how My we... sister's an Aquarius. <laughs> When's how your birthday? You January 28th. Oh, you're a January Aquarius. She's a February Aquarius. She's literally February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. She's emotional, but she's very passionate. But one thing about her is I noticed, see, I don't know if, if one thing I know about her is that she takes in so many people like she loves hard. She's loyal. And it's hard for her to cut people off. She literally has to get to the last show and everybody be like, well, I saw it. Aquarius are a lot like Scorpios too because we're passionate. But I'm just going to say this and I don't mean no harm. She is a cry baby. Like, what are you crying for? <laughs> <laughs> That's Dex in the man version, though. <laughs> Even though no tears be coming out, right. she'd be like, yo, look what this person did. And I'm like, why are you punching your head? <laughs> Period. You, you can't pull up or not. One thing about my sister, though, she'll pull up. She's with it. When it comes to me, like I literally go to my sister every day. I went today and I feel Baby, I'm, when I say this summer body, is I'm going to have a hot girl summer and I'm single. Am. When I say I go to that every day for a happy hour. I, yesterday, I got a detox steam. Today, I went and got the um the uh, cabbie lipo. Every day I go just because her hands are healing. Okay. Girl, is this in Philly? I'm about to go with you. No, in Baltimore, oh. Maryland. Is that yeah. where you are now? Yes. You back home. Okay. I yep. I yeah. You. I got to come back out here. I loved Philly. I loved my time there, but it was just, it was a lot. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people I love, but there's a lot of people. And I would say the city as a whole, and it reminds me so much of Baltimore. It's like when somebody makes it, you, they, people be picking and choosing who they want to support. Yeah. And, the, the culture out there is so rich, like the best singers, the best musicians, the best rappers, the best boxers, the best athletes like y'all groom and grow home, grow the best. But if you don't get out, it's like every time I turn around, they're either dead or in jail mm. or it's just like, are you kidding me right now? Or you got to move to where? uh, Lower Marion, you got to move away <laughs> from the city <laughs> to survive. I hurt you. <laughs> because people like, you know what, to this day, I don't know how I survived. Like, I need to do a book or a series, How I Survived Philly. Because there were places that I was and literally would drive around the corner and somebody, they'd be like, oh, they just blew somebody's head off. And I'm like, what? It's the daytime. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't play. But when they love you, they love you. But they don't rock you. They'd be like, we ain't dicky. Right, <laughs> you drawing like the best slang, the best food, the best hair, the best makeup, the best nails, the best lashes, the best. I'm coming there to get my brows done. I come to Philly still to you know to get my the best dress. When I say I seen play, I was like, wait, she lived there, but she's dripping. Like one thing about Philly, they gonna always do the best, and I don't think people 
from there realize how great they really are. Definitely don't. That's true. Thank you so much, Mo, Mo for joining us. Uh, make yeah. sure you listen to her her song, Broken Heart. Savage Heart is on the way. When's that coming out? Real quickly. Hopefully within. So if we drop that February, March, April, May, June, July, August, hopefully around August. So we try to do a six month league. But the 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 way that things are going. I don't know. Broken Heart is, is, is a whole movement at this point. Mm. So I don't. It used to be, oh, put out the single, work it, and then put out the album. Like, I love the way it is now that you could put out songs. I could keep on putting out music and drop an album. Right. So I might just drop it, like, in the in the middle of next week or something. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm, I'm cognizant that, like, I'm when I say working, I'm checking my DMs and emails. Me and my manager going back and forth. Hey, you got to do this. Da, 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 da. Like, it's, it's coming in. Like, all the work is coming in. And I know a lot of things are virtual, so you miss that, like, that energy in the room, but honestly, just the love that I've been receiving and the welcome back and the flowers that people are giving me that while I'm alive and I can smell them, I'm just here for it all because now I know what I deserve. I know what I'm going after and I want it more than anybody's going to give it to me. Oh, thank you so much, Mo, for yep. joining thank us. You know we're rooting for you. Well, when you drop you. the album, you come back, okay? <laughs> I shall. All right. <laughs> Ever right. Bye, boo. Every day. <laughs> All day. <laughs> Bye. All right. That was a great conversation. Thank you guys for watching and listening. It's Amina's House Podcast, 170th episode. Amina, say what? Garnett Briscoe. Next, Ducky. Bye, guys. Talk to you next week.